it's like winning the race of a lifetime. It's awe-inspiring. When you've worked really hard on an entire process and you see it come together, it's an amazing feeling. It just feels like winning. This is the Ag Bioscience Podcast with Agrinovus Indiana. Welcome and thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick with Inside Indiana Business, and this episode is brought to you by the Indiana Corn Marketing Council and Indiana Soybean Alliance, as well as Banjo Liquid Handling Products, proud supporters of the 2021 Producer Led Innovation Challenge. You can learn more at agrinovusindiana.com/slash challenge. Well, this week. I welcome Leanne Hart to the podcast. Leanne is the CEO and co-founder of Virility. Leanne, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Um, Tell us, uh, as we get started here, a little bit about you, your background. I know you're a native Hoosier, Bartholomew County. Talk a little bit about uh, your path uh, to where you are today. I have always been interested in animal health. Uh, I've been in the business for over 30 years, but I started very young. (laughs) Started working at our local uh, veterinary hospital all through high school, as soon as I could start driving, um, and then went to college at Purdue University, realized I wanted to be involved in the School of Agriculture specifically animal sciences. Um, And then I actually stayed and got my master's degree in breeding and genetics. Um, And then after that, I focused on pharmaceutical, where I started working for Alanco in 2000. Worked there for about 17 years. Um, Started out in clinical research, then was asked to work in regulatory, um, which was a mind bender. It was wonderful to learn. Um, It really helped me understand how creative you can be with guardrails. Um, And then also working in new product planning, global marketing, and my latest role, which was also global marketing, was uh, global launch leadership where I launched products all around the world. Um, In parallel to that, I've always stayed in that breeding and genetics uh, piece of the pie, if you will, uh, by uh, working in the thoroughbred industry. Uh, So we breed and race our own thoroughbreds. So I've stayed in touch with that aspect um, for a majority of my life now. Um, When I left Elanco, it was an opportunity to to focus on thoroughbreds. uh, And it allowed me just to kind of throw myself uh, into that realm. Uh, But as soon as I did, I got contacted by um, an individual who I used to work with at Elanco who had ties back to Brigham's Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, which is a division of Harvard Medical School, Well, where they were working on the technology that we represent today. Um, that technology uh, started out in the human space, specifically with men, being able to test their sperm samples at home versus an in-clinic setting. And it was funny because they kind of turned that technology around to us and said, hey, us being the four co-founders, original ones, said, hey, you know, would you, do you find any application in the animal health realm uh, with this particular technology? And it was an emphatic yes, if not more so uh, than in human health. Um, So I I personally looked at it as a game changer for breeding and repro. Uh, So I was salivating as soon as I saw it and I have been ever since. And so that's how we got in touch with this technology. Well, talk about the technology, the need for it and why virility uh, is uh, is such, uh, you know, has such great potential to really grow. 
Well, Virility actually is a startup that specializes in using artificial intelligence within that sector of animal health breeding and reproduction. Um, we want to disrupt and optimize this industry with our fertility platform called Fertilize. So it would be considered the only affordable, accurate, rapid, mobile, artificial intelligent device that can tell you when an animal is ready to enter the breeding shed. It specifically analyzes semen quality and ovulation phase. Um, using proprietary algorithms, advanced consumer electronics, and microfluidics. Uh, it's like having a lab technician and a digital microscope in the palm of your hand. Um, you know, when you look at what's happening today in how, you know, sperm quality is being analyzed and ovulation detection is being done, it's very, very difficult to do. The needle hasn't moved for almost 20 years. Uh, so it, because it's so difficult and sometimes can be very expensive, um, it's either not done at all or it's done manually, uh, like as a quick check, which increases your subjectivity and errors and can also increase your time. Uh, it's also can be done using very expensive machines, but by machines that can be somewhat underperforming. Uh, the ag tech sector is always looking for sust sustainability angles in agriculture you know, do more with less or do more with what you have. I believe we can provide more edible meat protein into the food supply based on interventions prior to conception with Fertilize uh, while using the existing breeding population. Again, animal breeding can be improved um, when it comes to semen analysis and ovulation detection. We feel like Fertilize is the technology to do that. Talk about the acceptance and the kind of the market reaction uh, that you're seeing. What's uh, what, what are you hearing there? Yeah, at any time that you know we have gone out and spoken to producers, they're like, "How many can I buy?" Especially when I tell them where the price point is and how affordable yeah. we are. Um, it to them is an absolute game changer. Um, you know, we actually conducted some qualitative market research and, you know, that validated uh, that aspect as well. So we're not only getting that direct feedback, but we're also doing the, the validation through market research uh, that also proves that as well. So it's I think is seen as a game changer. It's so much so that we were able to build a relationship with a top five pork powerhouse producer uh, with uh, the Mashoffs. They also have a sister a company that just launched late last year called Acuity Genetics. And they were very excited about, you know, the aspect of being able to use a technology such as this. So I think if we can get folks like that excited um, and are willing to work with us as development partners and advisory board members, I mean, to me, the sky's the limit with the rest of the industry. Yeah, when you think about innovation like this, this cutting edge uh, education and the impact it has on on decision making uh, for companies and organizations, uh, does technology have the potential to serve additional uses? It really does. You know, our our secret sauce is the fact that we have uh, really good cell morphology capabilities, and you know that allows us to go beyond. Uh, what we're doing today. So there's absolutely this platform approach. 
um, not just in, in breeding and reproduction, but potentially with other biologic parameters. So we will start out here in fertility and continue to add to this realm, but also continually look towards the future to see what that expansion can look like. So we believe there's uh, platform capabilities across biologic aspects and then across species, of course, and then absolutely across geographies based upon where our IP is registered. Um, innovators uh, always face challenges uh, as they go through the process of innovating and, and launching companies. As you look at uh, the challenges that you have faced uh, as you've uh, launched Virility, gotten the company off the ground, uh, what would you, how would you characterize those? I would say three things. I would say team, which is the first thing an investor is going to look at. Um, I would say understanding that funding landscape. Um, you know, within your state and outside of that realm. And then just looking at, you know, is your technology proven or not? So from a team aspect, you know, it's it's getting the right team on board first and foremost. If you don't have that, that's definitely a no-go. Um, that includes both internally and externally. So choosing those development partners, choosing those external vendors to help you move forward. Luckily, you know, we've had um, the ability to flourish within the last year. So um, because of who we have around us and, and currently on the team. So that's been great. Um, as far as funding the landscape, it's very interesting because, you know, we are ag tech and we're in this animal health space. So agriculture for a long time in investment funding meant crop sciences. Um, and now they're starting to realize that within the agriculture umbrella is animal health as well. So we kind of straddle this fence of digital capabilities, artificial intelligence, animal health and ag. And so it was very interesting how to figure out and meander our way through that funding landscape and that those territories uh, or bubbles of funds that are in our, in our state for those different um, sectors as well as external. Yeah. When it comes to proven technology, um, you know, we kind of came up to home plate ready to start bat, you know, with the fact that we were proven in human for human use. And we've had the publications to validate that. And we learned over time that that's all well and good. But if we wanted to be in the animal health realm, we had to be proven in our targeted species. And so that was a big fundamental learning that we needed to be farther along in order to be more appealing to investors. As you see AI solutions and the, the, the technology evolving, continuing to innovate, uh, what do you see as opportunities or the potential growth potential over the next decade? You know, artificial intelligence is definitely the future. Uh, it brings analysis and decision making at a, a far greater pace than anything I've ever seen before, especially in agriculture on a global scale. You can find artificial intelligence in every industry around the world right now. Um, they actually I've read recently where they've said that artificial intelligence will be the inventor of the 21st century, which actually challenges the fundamental law that only human beings can invent. So that's fascinating kind of, you know, in and of itself. Um, however, we also need to be really careful because I think we're figuring out that not all artificial intelligent platforms are alike. Um, some, some are definitely more cutting edge than others. Uh, for instance, uh, in the most recent paper published by our inventor, Hadi Shafay, 
um, in, in the Nature Biomedical Engineering Journal. He actually proved that these other models, these other like AI platforms can perform with a very, very high level of accuracy during testing, but they can also fail when applied to a data set collected using a different you know, imaging system at a different clinical setting. Whereas our proprietary algorithms withstood kind of this, what they call domain shift, allowing the technology to be continuously accurate regardless. So we, you know, at Virility are developing, you know, learning frameworks, uh, diagnostic assays with applications in animal breeding through processing images of biological samples uh, that will enable breeders to make more efficient decisions at the point of care uh, with much less effort while maximizing their efficiencies and profitability. How about your path to being an, an inventor, an entrepreneur, um, you know, your background at Elanco, you know, more of a larger corporate uh, setting. What what got you interested in on the path uh, to uh, go the innovation, the entrepreneurship route? And what maybe what advice would you give to to young folks uh, out there who have an idea and are thinking about trying to, to launch it? So I've always been investigative. And of course, my passion is animal health. And I, you know, being a fellow breeder, just being, you know, always being around animals and different technologies and learning about uh, different, even startups while I was at Elanco working in new product planning, we saw different startups come in and, and talk to us about their technology. So I've always loved looking at all the different puzzle pieces of the industry and figuring out where to solve pains. I just very much enjoy that. Um, so as far as entrepreneurship, um, you know, I think you've got to understand your why of why you would want to be an entrepreneur if you think you do. You know, is it the ability to potentially have financial freedom um, to help your industry and, and want to see that improvement? Is it ego? You know, just the fact that you want to be a startup? Um, is it are you in it for the long haul or do you just love the game of entrepreneurship? Or do you think you're just in it for a quick buck? And I, I think the latter part is probably not a great way to start out. Um, very few times do I see entrepreneurs make that quick buck. So I think that, you know, if your intentions are in the right spot and you're willing to take those risks with your own money and your own time, you have that high risk bar, you'll be fine. I mean, me being in the thoroughbred racing world, obviously I'm used to taking those types of risks and putting my money down on different animals and seeing what that impact is. Um, but you need to answer this question because it affects the decisions throughout that your startup journey um, and potential exits that could come your way. Um, so I, I feel like for me, uh, what really plays is just the freedom, the aspect of working um, a very uh, with a lot of agility with a small team and trying to bring something forward that's a knock your socks off type of technology in a very fast way. Whereas in corporate America or with the current animal health strategics, it's very difficult to do just because of the structure and capacity of these types of firms. Um, so I, I think that's a that's a, you know, a game, a game changer, if you will, when you answer that question. I think also in consideration of entrepreneurship, um, you need to make sure that your idea has been tested and, and there's value, kind of like what you asked me earlier. Is there value out there? Do, do outsiders, producers, breeders see the value as much as you do as an entrepreneur? Um, and you also need to ask that question with investors. Um, 
just because you see the value of potential producers do doesn't necessarily mean investors do. There's got to be a good ROI for them as well. Um, and then making sure that, you know, you've got the right team around you, like we spoke about before. Another big thing is analyzing your competition, much like it's a stock market or betting the ponies. There's a lot of information out there. Figure out what that data is and the understanding behind why that data is. Dig as, as dig deep as you can. And then I always say, have the humility of Job. It's hard out there. Be ready to roll with the punches and, and get kicked again. Um, you know, when that happens, don't ever give up. You know, when you get kicked off a horse, you always get back on. And that's kind of how I've always lived. Have a lot of perseverance. Know it's a 24-7 game. Um, and give yourself the rest. Um, you know, whatever that means to you, you know, whether it be exercise or meditation or what have you, do it for yourself regularly because this is a this is a long haul type of game. Um, and then get involved with your surrounding startup community. Those networks are immensely helpful. Um, everybody seems to know everyone else um, and they can help you move you forward and they can help you when you fall. So they're there for you. Uh, they're very, very good people uh, because they also want these industries to move move forward. Um, and it's to the benefit of the advancing world uh, just to make life easier um, and more helpful for everyone involved. I mean, that just makes life better. Leanne Hart is the CEO and co-founder of Virility. Uh, Leanne, fascinating uh, technology, fascinating company. Really look forward to following your progress and appreciate you joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for the, your time again. And I really enjoyed myself and sharing more about virility and our fertility platform called Fertilize. All right. Very good. Well, thank you for joining us and thank everyone for tuning in to season four of the Ag Bioscience podcast. You can find more episodes on the latest in innovation, entrepreneurship, and talent in Indiana's Ag Bioscience space. Just visit the news page at agronobisindiana.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick and produced by Kayla Chittister and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.